Hey, y'all. Welcome to Co-Parenting Past Chaos, a podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered insight on marriage, divorce, the crazy adventures of co-parenting, and so much more with your hosts, April and Lauren. Not only are we best friends, we are also the wife and former wife of the same man. Join us each week as we take you on a journey inside our wild and chaotic lives and show you how we were able to forge and maintain a positive co-parenting relationship while collectively parenting a lot of kids with a few husbands. We're definitely not professionals and we'll probably get you into more trouble than you bargained for but what we do have is a sense of humor street smarts and a few decades of experience under our wife mom and divorcee bill this ain't your mama's podcast welcome to episode 93 of co-parenting past chaos we're getting old so old <laughs> we're getting old love it but really starting from the beginning yeah, back back to the beginning, back to how it all began. I don't know about you, but I'm still tired and exhausted from last week. Oh, 100%. I don't think I got out of bed really on Sunday, which is my, you know, that was my pickup day. I stayed yeah. in bed until the very last second. I was at a soccer game, but then Monday... I was in a coma. Yeah. I was so tired. Lauren and I are working on a huge project, and we really can't wait to tell everybody what it is. But I will say this. It's emotionally and mentally draining, but yeah. it really is a dream. It's Well, Lauren thinks it's a nightmare. I hate but. it. But <laughs> <laughs> to me, it is a dream. I'm nightmare. just here for my best friend. I'm the hype girl She's just here for it. the party yeah. and the free booze. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Last week, we told you about Lauren hearing voices. Turns out they were just her neighbors. And she thought her boyfriend oh, was yes. in the other room whispering sweet I love yous to somebody on the phone. Super funny. Well, I gave her great advice and told her that, you know, since she was in too deep, she can't admit what that sh- what she heard wasn't really what she heard. No. And you know what's funny is he tried listening to the podcast recently and he was like, it's so weird. It like won't let me click on it and I was like I didn't want to be like fine. oh no you're clicking on the wrong link I was really like oh man that really sucks like don't listen don't it, listen I can give you a recap yeah we'll just tell you so I told Lauren that maybe she should just pretend the house is haunted because that would just be easier than admitting that she was wrong because we don't admit when we're wrong clearly so to keep up with the misunderstanding we did something a little bit sketchy yes okay so I'm and I promise you after this this episode is released I'm actually gonna I'm going to post the video that's behind it because it's just too good. So with April and I and all the jobs and the projects and this that we we run and we do, we often find ourselves together very late in the evening hours. <laughs> Lying in bed. And we're exhausted, exhausted trying to just keep ourselves awake somehow. So plus my poor boyfriend's heart. I recently had installed a security camera into my son's bedroom at my over at our house because they get naughty and they don't want to go to bed on time. And I haven't used it a whole bunch, but April and I are completely over the top exhausted. And I remind myself, oh, I have the security camera at home and my boyfriend is home by himself alone. The kids are over here with us. Like... I'm like, let's see. Let's just try it. Let's just see if we can like mess with them because his our bedroom is right across the hall. So I get on. I turn the security camera on. I hit the mic button and I start growling <laughs> like a sadistic growl. Nothing happens. I'm waiting to see a light turn on or to hear something. I just only hear like the TV in the background in the other room. So then I start giggling through the microphone. But it was a creepy It was a giggle. creepy giggle. And then I see the whole light fly on. And I was like, oh, here's my chance. Here we I go. Was- dying i was like on the edge of my seat he 
he pops his head. You can see him on the camera, pop his head in to the room. I do it again. And he's like lost. His heart is in his like in his feet at this point. So he runs out of the room and he's texting me while I'm doing this. And he's like trying to call me. And I'm like, I'm just going to like not respond. So that way he thinks I'm busy right now. And then I'm seeing text messages of chest messages like I'm taking this camera out. I can't do this anymore. And I'm like, OK. And so I literally text him and say, what's going on? Like, I'm sorry. I was really I was recording something like I'm busy right now. What's happening? And he's like, if this is you, if you're doing this, I'm going to be so upset. And I was like, doing what? I had him going for 30 minutes. Till I got home. I get home. He's already removed. Oh yeah, we watched him. You can watch him remove it. He's like ripping things off the wall. He's terrified. By the time I got home, close to midnight, I think he had been drinking, and so he was wanting a buzz and no longer had one. (laughs) He was his heart out of him. His heart was still pounding, and he wouldn't he wouldn't let it go. He was in near tears, thinking that someone had hacked into this camera and was creepily doing this. And I had to break down and just tell him I really wanted to take it to the grave. I wanted you to keep it so we could just do it more. I will say, <laughs> funny enough, two nights ago, he woke up saying he swears somebody whispered in his ear in the middle of the night. It was not me, but <laughs> he's just paranoid he's now. Paranoid. I think it's hilarious. Like, I want to do this. I want to everybody. I want to know if there's other wives or significant others out there that in, like genuinely get a high out of scaring or terrifying either their children or their spouses. I don't I like Roy was easy to be scared because he hates scary movies and I love it so much to scare him. But John John's not really fun. Yeah, he doesn't get he scared. doesn't get scared. He's just like, OK, well, that's not fun. I want you to like pee your pants. Yeah. No, John has no like uh, rise. You can't but get a rise. He scares out of him. me. So that's does okay. He? Yeah, he does. Like, especially if we watch a scary movie, we've watched a scary movie and I'll come out and all the doors will be open and he'll be nowhere to be found. Like he's been kidnapped and. Oh, he's good. You know, he, so, yeah, he's pretty good. I, I, yeah, I love it. So stay I tuned. Wait I'm still not single this week. <laughs> Poor. I don't know how you're not single. Like, he's really here to stay. He really for loves sure. me all. For sure. All right. Last week, we talked about our childhoods and how it played a role in the beginning of our co-parenting relationship. Since we've been getting a lot of questions like we said we're going to go back and tell our story again so this week we're talking about the next chapter and how our story started child brides teen moms insecurities and first marriages lots and lots of things that went on i went back and read this book i'm gonna be honest i couldn't read it all the way through really yeah it like i just kept skimming i'm like yeah i'm gonna get emotional it was very like we had an emotional last week so i didn't want to get in to all that and i cried a lot which is so not like me Uh, yeah so i wasn't about reading this well i don't mind reading my first one and to those just listening and trying to get an idea, John is actually not my first husband. I so I met my first husband when I was 18 in high school, and I think we had a beautiful story. So it was it's always like a nice memory to look back on and oh, read yeah. for me. Is it emotional because it was pure and like honest? Yes, but I don't I don't get sad about it. There's no bad memories from that. Now my second marriage, that one gets a little bit I'm just fascinated of how people actually get married out of high school just because they want to. (laughs) Because that just wasn't the case for me. Yeah. So is that something like you just thought all along, I know I want to get married immediately. You didn't think about maybe going to college or just waiting and dating. I never thought about getting married, really. It was kind of a 
a new thought that I'm an adult and that's something I can do now. Like, wow, I didn't. Well, I didn't you could expect. also buy cigarettes. Just go buy a pack of those. <laughs> and I was <laughs> lottery in, ticket. I was in college at the time. We dated for two years before we got married. Um, but he, we, he proposed very early on, and I was going through, you know, typical teenage angst stage of. You know, not wanting to be at home with my parents, not not wanting to live under their roof anymore and issues with my dad and I not getting along. I was in college. I went to community college at the time, hated it, never wanted to attend, like was completely miserable. And I had met him and we've been together for close to a year. And he had just I think he proposed to me. And then the idea that I could actually marry him and then be swept out of my town oh, and, yeah. you know, taken to somewhere new and start all over. And I could do it with him, who was my best friend. I was madly in love with him. Like, I, I just was like, why not? Back in the day, I was I didn't have to think twice about the decisions I made. I just made them. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know that life. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like my decisions were pre-made and I didn't get a choice. Well, except for. Well, the pregnancy portion maybe wasn't pre-made. I mean, like, did you expect you to have sex and get pregnant? No, I didn't even know I was having sex. So, no, I did not. Well, that's sad that. for Jerry. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I was 12, so. <laughs> I don't think that's any better. Just, you know, no offense to him. But, yeah, I was 12, so I didn't really know what was going No, it just wasn't something that we had talked about in my household. We weren't an open family like that. We didn't talk about sex and anything relationship or too mushy it just wasn't it was very uncomfortable much like my life now yeah very uncomfortable for me to talk about those things I, so, I get that yeah I just didn't but Jerry was part of my childhood so I did talk about him a little bit last week but that's because we got married when we were children mm -hmm. since I got pregnant with Haley at 14 and gave birth to her when I was 15 Jerry and I got married when I was 16 and it was super weird. I can imagine. It was really. Whose idea was it? It was his idea to okay. get married. It was Jerry's idea to get married for sure. And I mean, he proposed and all the things. Was there a reason? Was, was it love based or what was the reason behind it? Was it a, a marriage of convenience because you had a child and like financially it would have just made sense? I don't know. For me, I, I guess. It was, you know, you're in lust at that point. Right. Because there's no way you know what love is when you're that young. But I guess for him, I don't know, really. I've never asked him why. But I think it was more of a, this is what we're supposed to do because we have this child. And right. he was already in the military. So we just did what we were supposed to do. Did you have any plans after that? No. After, it was but just get married and My mom had to sign for us to get married. Mm -hmm. And her only stipulation was that I finished school. Well, I knew that she meant she wanted me to finish school where I was. And I know that Jerry understood that. But the minute we got married, he's like, OK, you're moving with me. I'm like, but I can't. My mom said I can't. And he's like, well, I don't care. You're my wife now. So you're moving with me. The entire time I was in school, I'd been with these same kids. So it was really hard for me to just pick up and leave them. But my husband told me that I had to. And that was that. Were you in love? Like, we, did you feel like you were really in love? Yeah, at that time I did. You absolutely. Did. I thought. You thought this was forever. Of course. Even though I knew like in the back of my mind, this is never going to Last. I was going to say, did you know at 16 that the like the rates of marriage is that young? I was in denial. Okay. <laughs> and I just wanted it so bad because I didn't have that yeah. as a child. And I wanted that for my child. Then we end up getting pregnant again while I was still in high school. So now I'm going to have these two kids. 
actually, in the middle of my senior year, I did get to move back because mm-hmm. it was just, I think I just put Jerry through so much hell that he's like, oh my God, just leave. Yeah. I don't even care. So I did. But then he came back to Tennessee one weekend and he's like, if you don't come back, we're getting a divorce. <gasps> so then I had to move back again to North Carolina. Oh my goodness. And I was going to enroll in this program through the college that I would just, it wasn't a GED, but it was just like homeschooling mm-hmm. for yeah women that had, or children that had children in high school. So the class was full and I wasn't going to be able to get in. And I finally just told him, I'm like, look, I want to be married to you, but I want to go finish high school with the class that I've been with since I was in second grade. So I'm going back. And I did. And our marriage was never the same after that. That's so crazy. I mean, we had very different beginning marriages, but I I still, just because I was four years older, I feel like I was probably less mature than you were at 16. You probably were because you didn't have to mature. No, and fast. you know what's funny is when we got married, he w- he's very much like me. He's very similar to me in so many ways. He's kind of a free spirit, very outgoing, like everybody loves him. Um, but he's also an introvert. So when we got married, this life of the party man that I knew became introverted and kind of like an old man. Oh, and the wow. roles of our relationship drastically changed because... Shortly into our first year of marriage, well, I turned 21. And this is my first time of being fully away from my parents. I have my own house, have my own car, have my own job. Like, whoo, and she's 21. <laughs> and she's got my best friend. My best friend lived with, you know, right down the street. So it was it was such a weird setup. It was almost like being in college in a sorority slash fraternity, but also being a full grown adult having to do adult things like pay your taxes correctly and you're supposed to be planning a future. What do we do with his Marine Corps career? Does he get out? Does he stay in? Was it, what, Do I travel with him? Do we go back home after he gets out? I mean, we had all these moving parts and I think he was all of a sudden scared being in, in such a commitment and having to really make a decision on his career. Like, wow, I've got her. I possibly am going to have a baby eventually. Yeah. You know, it's got to be overwhelming. And I, I really don't know ultimately the demise of our marriage. But after, you know, the life of lifetime after we got divorced and just being with John and being, you know, with other people, I really feel I'm a very difficult human being <laughs> to no, be with. No, I don't believe that. And it's almost <laughs> as if he... He just had to let me go. His breakup to me was I came home from work. He was in the garage and he was playing the song Stupid Boy by Keith Urban on repeat. Oh, dear. In his little silkies and his like beer in his hand. And he sat me down and he was listening to it. And he was like, this is song. This is this is it. Like, you need to just be free. And I I, I need you. I need to give that to you. I don't even know if that was like context what he said, but. He wanted me to, I don't know, just be free. And it wasn't as if I was trying to be. What made him believe that you that he needed to set you free or that you wanted to not be in that marriage? I think he wanted to see if I would fight for it. Ah. Oh. And, and how bad I would fight. Did you? Um, at that point, no, I didn't. I had fought early on. We had separated for like a month prior to this ever happening. And I put up the biggest fight of my entire life, I felt like. And so when he... When we got back together and things just kind of were, okay, you live in your life. I'll live my life. We'll just live under the same roof for a little while. We'll see where it goes. And eventually I think that got too hard for him. And he wanted to see if I could really, you know, fight again. And I didn't. Instead, I moved on. I moved out. I ended up getting pregnant with someone else's baby. And 
our divorce really went through. Like it was real, you know, and I don't think it really hit him for years. But it wasn't a messy divorce. No. In fact, the day we got out of our divorce, uh, I went to the courthouse with my brother to finish the trial and he was having a party on the island with his friends at like two o'clock in the afternoon, drinking drinks. And I just texted him and said, we're no longer married. I wish you the best. And that was that. And during the marriage towards the end, like when you knew it was over, that wasn't messy. Not at all. Mm -mm. I moved into another room in the house until I could pack up my stuff and move out. And I did. We had very little communication. He asked for certain things back. He wanted the necklace that he bought me back. He wanted my engagement ring back. And I gave him to him and it was very peaceful for the most part. And I don't know on his end. It's so unlike you. It is. It really is. But it's so different from, you know, I was, I lived through your second divorce with you. I think my second divorce, well, my second divorce, the divorce was easy. It was the custody right. battle. That so was maybe worse. it would have been different had there been children, children involved. involved. Maybe, but I think if there had been children involved with my first marriage, I don't think it would have ever ended. I'll be honest oh. with that. He wouldn't have never let it end if we'd had children. That was his dream to have kids. So that must have been a sting mm-hmm. for you to go yes. off and be pregnant by somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was. He saw me a few times while I was pregnant and it was hard. He, he used to tell me it was hard to even look at me. Oh, my gosh. It felt he felt like that should have been his baby. And years later, we've we've repaired a lot of, you know, the damage and the questions that we had towards one another. And years later, I would say probably 10 years. um, He does not have any kids. He's not remarried. And it's so strange now to look at him and he wouldn't know. he, He even said, I don't think I'll ever have children. Like, I don't see that as. Having like being a part of my life and versus me now, I can't imagine not having kids. And back in the day, I was the one that didn't want them. And he did. So it's just so tables of turn. Interesting. I mean, yeah, because we're we're in that aspect of our lives. In that chapter, we were total opposite. We were. I was going through this horrible mayor. I think that Jerry just got mad. After the last time that I wouldn't stay in North Carolina with him, our marriage became very, very volatile. Was it a control factor, you think? I think it was. And it was a more of a and I don't want to get into too much because I, I haven't asked Jerry about this portion. So I don't want to tell his business without asking him. But I think it was a lot of things from his childhood that mm-hmm. spilled over. And the fact that I was just so easily in his eyes, able to walk away and choose something else over him. Mm. And it wasn't that it was, you know, you talk about being married to someone that who turned into an introvert. Well, I already was an introvert Mm -hmm. and I'm moving to this huge city (laughs) compared to, you know, where I'm from. Yes. And Jerry is very outgoing. And I come here knowing no one. And I was just stuck in this apartment and I went to school and I came home and I took care of our child and he worked two jobs and it wasn't my idea of what marriage was. You know, I that doesn't sound like it just marriage. it was just like here I sit all broken hearted and he's gone doing whatever and I have nothing. I was very lonely and scared. I mean, I was 17. I can't even imagine that. Yeah, it was just not to be in a, a place time. where you don't know anyone. I at least was fortunate. I felt like I always knew people. And I used to tell my friend Alicia at the time, you are probably the only reason our marriage is like it's working out and I'm staying with him is because you're still married to your husband. That's a horrible way to do it. But if you're in a friend group where 
you're all married, sometimes looking at other people's relationships and marriages keeps yours together. Another thing I remember is Jerry was so much older than me. I was still not of age. I wasn't 18. I wasn't 21. I was 17. And he was 21 and in the Navy. And you had two kids at the time? No, we only had had one one. at that time. But I wasn't allowed to really associate or communicate with anybody because Jerry was still had this big fear of like, oh, my gosh, she's underage. She's a minor and I'm married to her. I don't know how this is going to go. So I never was introduced to anybody that he worked with or I mean, I had no friends other than the few that he would bring around. We are so excited to have found Podcorn. The simple and user-friendly website made it so easy to sign up and begin utilizing all the site has to offer. Podcorn is a marketplace that connects podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, such as host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and so, so much more. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. All types and sizes of podcasters can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform. They can set their own rates and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivity. As a host, you never have to give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn's always there to support you during each step and to ensure that you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for the brands. The Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when they monetize. Click the link in my show notes to sign up on Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. We would like to extend a huge thanks to Podcorn for sponsoring this episode. Explore sponsorship opportunities and start monetizing your podcast by signing up at www.podcorn.com. That's www.podcorn.com. So funny because your first marriage almost mirrors my second marriage. Yeah. And your first, your second marriage is more similar to my first marriage. Yes. Very I much so. can't even tell you like yeah, it's how it's the lines are drawn. So, and you know, it's, so Lauren and I both this weekend, we hung out with Jerry and it oh, was, yeah. it's normal for us because now, yes. we all get along. We all hang out together. But looking back on the marriage that I had with Jerry, he is just a completely different person. So, so different. And I I can't imagine. It's weird to see you too. I've said this before. It's almost like I can't believe you were ever even married. But yet we do. We hang out as friends. He lives right. I can see his house from where we're sitting right now recording this. And I mean, I, I just think that if you've loved someone or you've shared life experiences, especially children, why not at least hold on to a relationship in a friendship form? For sure. I went to I, I traveled with my first husband two years ago. We went back to Savannah, which is where we used to hang out a lot. And we were in a bar and uh, this couple came over and this girl was like, oh, my gosh, you guys are the cutest couple. And I said, would it blow your mind to know that this is actually my first ex-husband? I said, we're not in a relationship anymore. And we've been divorced for 10 years. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah. But that is so neat that Mm -hmm. you guys can. And you have no reason. You have no ties. I have no ties with him because you didn't have children. But you can get along and still be friends and hang Mm -hmm. out and travel together. And at one point, you know, our families were family. So, like, obviously, you know, I want to know how his parents are or what's, you know, different in his life. We share a lot of the same friend groups. And he's very respectful of me when I'm in a relationship or in a marriage. In a marriage, as if I do it often. (laughs) So bad. Well, we do kind of collect. But he is because he knows, like, I, you know, I'm in a relationship now. And I haven't spoken to him since I've been in this relationship. And that's kind of how our, our dynamic has been throughout the Golly gee was 13 years. No, I guess it would have been we would have been married 13 years this year. 
Oh my. I know, but we know each other for 15 years and it will go, you know, a year or two here and there. And then it always comes, some tragedy arises and we find each other again and we're like, Hey, hi, how you doing? You hanging in? And that's, I, I find that sweet and endearing. I do. Absolutely. Crazy story. So his parents, I think this is why, why we've kept in touch over the years. This is his secret, like thought process, I'm sure. But, um, his parents were high school sweethearts and they broke up married other people and had children with other people and then got back together in their late 30s and had <gasps> him. Oh, my God. Yes. And they've been married ever since. So they've been married for, what, 35 years? Yeah. Do you think that maybe a piece of him holds out hope that something could come about between the two of you? If it is, I know that he would be like, I'll wait till she's 70. Like <laughs> He has no desire to be a part of my life like that. Look at my life. You know, it's, it's it comes with kids. It comes with an ex-husband that in his mind essentially stole me from him oh so no i don't think he does and i wish him the best i really do i hope he finds someone that is just incredible a little gypsy just like he is and travels all over and they just yeah there was a time that i didn't wish jerry the best <laughs> was not good i do now it's okay i didn't wish john the best either but our our marriage was bad enough because it was there were there was abuse in our marriage and then we go through this Three years of separation because he just refuses to accept that we're getting a divorce. But he wanted, like, he didn't want to be married to you, but no, he didn't, didn't want to get a divorce. Right. He didn't <laughs> want to be married to me. But then he didn't want me to be married to anybody else either mm -hmm. and didn't want me to date anybody else. So three years. And we lived in the same neighborhood for those three years. So this was some foreshadowing of what the rest of your life is going to exactly. look like. Jerry had moved on. He was already with Jessica, his wife yeah. now. But still, it was like, you know what? If she's not going to be happy with me, she's not going to be happy with anybody. And we did that back and forth to each other for a while until like when I got really serious with Roy, then things kind of settled down. But I look at it like this now. I can remember when Roy and I got married, there was still a little bit of tension between Jerry and I and Jessica. And then they shortly after, I believe that Jessica was pregnant when they got married or got pregnant right after they got married. When they had their baby, I was pregnant with Tanner oh. and Jerry was deployed and Jerry had contacted me and said, you know, I really want you to let the girls have some kind of relationship with their sister. And I was totally against it. Really? Like, it's not going to happen. I just I, I still had so much anger and resentment yeah. towards him. And thank God, you know, I, I'd let it go and I was able to move on and let the kids be a part of their sister's lives. And I'm so glad that that was like that. I look back and even during my marriage with Roy and even now th to this day, why are you friends with Jerry? Why do you still associate with him? Your children are grown. OK, but we have a past and a history. And yes, if Jerry were still that same person that I was married to, then I wouldn't speak to him right. because he knows that he wasn't a very good person. But was I squeaky clean? Did, was I the perfect wife? No, I was a child bride. I didn't know how to be a wife. I mean, I did what I thought was right. I cooked and I cleaned and I took care of kids. But we didn't have a good, solid marriage. We never did. Not not at any of the eight years we were married. It was never like this ideal, solid marriage. Yeah. I can't hate him for that. No. Because it takes two. It does. The things that he did were not good. But my job as a human is to be forgiving because I'm not perfect. And I knew that we 
were going to be in each other's lives for a very long time because we had a two-year-old when we well, got a divorce. That's the thing. People, people think that just because you have kids, you're only in that person's life for 18 years. No. You're a, you're a testament that that's not true because you guys have a grandchild. Yes. So grandbabies, weddings are going to happen. This person in some way will be attached to you forever. And you know, Jerry and I have been together since I was 12. He's like... It's like, you know, he's ingrained in me at this point. He's He's family. He's family. (laughs) And we have a great relationship. I just today was talking to him about my woes. And he's like, I got you, baby girl. I'm going to take you. You know, and I look at this because I know that your relationship with John has been very volatile as well. And I it gives me hope looking at Jerry and I, because there was a time that I wish death on him. I mean, that's really a, a horrible thing, but I did because I was so angry and hurt. It gives me hope knowing that Jerry and I do get along so well because I know that there's a chance that you and John will be able to get to that place that right. we are, that you're going to be able to hug. And well, listen, I'm in that place. John's just <laughs> no, taking a little while. John is on the lawn. Um, he's on the scenic <laughs> route to this place. Okay. I think he stopped off for a Red Bull he or says something. He's in his prime, but like, I'm really thinking. No, he's, I think he's using he's a just, walker to get to this place. Yeah. Okay? It's going to take a while, but it, we'll get there. Yeah, it, it will. I have a question for you before we wrap Oof, up. Okay. If you could go back in time, what's the one thing that you would tell your younger self? Oh, I would tell myself he's just a boy. Oh, you love him. But if he really loves you, you know, marriage is not where you're going to find your happiness. It's not where you're going to find your freedom. So let go of your insecurities. Let go of your self-doubt, because I think that's what draws us to this, you know, enticement of marriage. It's safety net. It's not. It's not. Just spread your wings. If you fall, you fall. That's very good advice. Where were you when I was young? (laughs) Darn it. (gasps) I would tell myself to be patient. Mm -hmm. I would tell myself that I am good enough Mm -hmm. because the hardest thing wasn't getting a divorce when I was so young or going through that terrible marriage. It was feeling like I just wasn't worth anything, feeling like I was unlovable. And I want that little girl to know that you are enough. There are so many amazing mm-hmm. things that are coming to you. Just hold on. I want to <laughs> say that on. too. If I could look at my a girl in their 20s and be like, listen, you it don't have better. any idea. Yeah. It gets better. I promise. And if it doesn't get better, you just give less fucks. Yeah. There, <laughs> there you go. go. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I'm going to probably do that right now. I'm going to just give less <laughs> All right. Did you ever imagine your life would take you down the road you're currently on? Not in a million years. Come on. <laughs> you didn't think a little bit. Not even a little. I, I said this to Jerry this weekend when we were hanging out. I never dreamed that we would be where we are now, Mm-mm. for sure. Loving each other in a very, very different way. Laughing, enjoying life. I never thought Jerry and I would enjoy life together. Oh, but you do. But I mean, we do. It, it's great. We love it. Like, yeah. it, it's great. Our life is great now. Listen, I never thought I'd be enjoying life with all your ex-husbands either. But I here I am. But here you are. And <laughs> you're welcome. Okay? Because it's a good time. Is where you are now, where we are now, is it worth the pain that it took to get here? 1,000%. I would walk through everything I walked through and I'd do it on fire and all over again because not only is it the things that we have now, it's the person that I am yeah. that I'm in love with and I'm obsessed with and I don't care. I don't care if anybody likes me now. I don't care what I do or what I say. 
Um, you know, you've taught me that more than any person in my life Good. To, to, to just be unapologetically me mm-hmm. to say, you know what? I, this is what I want. And I'm okay saying that. I think we spend a lot of our twenties, especially if you were in a marriage that didn't work out, you spend a lot of those t- that time apologizing for things. Sometimes things that sure. you don't even feel like you need to apologize for. I'm not apologizing. Yeah. I was a bitch today. Let's move on. I'm a bitch most days. <laughs> no, so not to me. No, not to you, <laughs> but to mostly men. <laughs> it's okay. Me too. I think it's that's okay. kind of, I'm so sorry, John. If it makes you feel better, I feel like every woman right now in 2021 is on that exact same level. Like yeah. we have now it's risen extreme. above. It's extreme. It's, yeah. it's extreme level. It's here and it's here to stay. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, am, I definitely would go through all of it to get to where we are because I think the struggle made me appreciate it even more. If I would have known what was coming to me with this relationship with you and I, I would have married John a long time ago. I would have told you to. <laughs> because this has I would have told you to. Like, this has been amazing. I agree. And I look back on things now and they, you can't look back as a regret. I don't no. regret anything. I don't wish I could no take regrets. any of it back. Some of it I wish I would have done better. You know? I definitely do think that I wish I could go back and just change a few things like I really sure. wish now knowing okay well the outcome might have not been so bad had I just like literally upper decked you know John in the jaw once yeah. or twice. I would have been fine just let him know <laughs> who's in charge that's right. what you gotta do you gotta let these men know <laughs> we don't condone violence, no we don't condone okay? violence not at all all right guys get in touch with us we love to hear from our listeners send us topics that you'd like us to discuss and make sure you check out our blended is better merchandise on our website pastchaos.com also follow us on all of our social media platforms and Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We do weekly Facebook lives every Wednesday where we give our followers a glimpse into our real lives and discuss what's going on in the hood. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to download and rate our podcast. Call on the Kirks. Okay. We are doing a little something different this week. Yeah. We get a lot of Q&As on our TikTok. Well, on all of our platforms. And some of them, I feel like we repeat the answers to a lot. But you want to go back and be like, see paragraph A. Yeah, exactly. We need a pamphlet that comes with (laughs) us or something. But this one just was, I don't know. It was finally, it was one that just kind of lightened up the load of all the (laughs) the negative comments. So you explain it. This is a blended family yes it's another blended family it sounds like and they also make tiktoks with like his ex-wife and he's good friends with her and their uh question was we get a lot of negative comments about our dynamic how do you deal with the negative comments on yours and that's a good question the answer to that is different now than it was probably a year ago because Ahead. I'll let you go April first. would have done a PSA soapbox <laughs> yeah. for about sometimes I still sometimes I have 10 to. minutes yeah she would have gone on for a while now we either laugh them laugh about it make a joke about it um or just address it head on if it's a really rude statement you know I don't want that you know like that's nasty why 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 so I have a lot of my mom in me <laughs> and she like is like Medea okay so she's ready she's ready to blow with See, somebody. my mom is too. And so I'm not. I'm an avoider. So I ignore them. Oh, yeah, them. no. I, I'm all about, let's talk about this. Let me tell you how you've upset me. Let's unpack okay. this. Yeah, let's unpack this now, not later. <laughs> all right. So before, yes, Lauren's right. I would have done this huge PSA and said I was going to cut somebody and all those things. But I have realized that other people's opinions of me, of our situation, it doesn't define us. It doesn't 
It has no bearing on our happiness and where we're going in our lives. And if it's one negative comment out of like a thousand, you can't let that get to you. Yeah. But you know, it's like those bad reviews. Nobody leaves the good ones. Nobody tells you how great this pizza is. That's but they're going to tell you how soggy it was and how undercooked yes. it was and how long it took to get delivered. It, negativity breeds negativity. It's like an asshole. Everybody's got one. And it. And, it, and they mean, all stink. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. got an opinion. So. so you just can't. I think you you just got to let it roll. What does your mom say? Be like a duck, let it roll off your there back. There you go. Let it roll off your back. Don't focus on the negative ones. Focus on the thousands of positive La- ones. I would laugh at the negative ones because those people just. Now I can't. They don't have a ground to stand on, really. Like when people tell me that I carry around my big bag because it holds all my divorce papers. I'm here for it. You know what? And actually, they're on a thumb drive. These days, because I care about the environment. Or when people are like, John really did copy paste. (laughs) (laughs) I love the copy paste. And I'm here for that, too. Okay. (sighs) That's all the time we have for tonight. Thanks so much for listening and hanging out with us. If you'd like to find out more about the Kirks and our big blended family, visit our website at pastchaos.com. Make sure you don't miss out on any of this train wreck and chaos by hitting the subscribe button. If you really want to get personal, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Be sure to tune in every Sunday when we release new episodes. We would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to and review our podcast. And just so y'all know, we love Jesus, but we cuss a little. 